0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Joining us now is Professor Sam Lemon Vilzik, who is the former chair of the Israel Political Science Association and Political Studies Department. Professor, very good afternoon to you and thank you so much for taking the time to join us.
1: My pleasure.
0: Professor, so we're looking at Judaism and democracy. Can it coexist? Obviously a contentious matter which perhaps many faiths contend with. However, I'm handing it over to you. Take us through what the prime concern here is, if you can just lay the foundation for the conversation on that basis.
1: Would well, you say the prime concern related to what's going on today in Israel or the Jewish tradition, political tradition?
0: Well, in, in Israel, Jewish, let's look at it holistically. Let's look at it as a whole.
1: Well, the issue today is uh, whether um, what the government is trying to push forward uh, will basically undermine the checks and balances and, and separation of powers, which would give too much uh, authority or always complete authority, a monopoly of authority, right. to the government uh, mm-hmm. and to the Knesset. And basically the government runs the Knesset, so that would be one branch of government which basically would run everything, and that's, that's the claim uh, against the uh, program that the government is trying to push through in weakening the Supreme Court. Uh, the issue, though, uh, the broader issue which you raise, of course, is Judaism and democracy in general, and specifically today, can Israel be both a Jewish state and a democratic state? Right. Um, and- mm mm-hmm. The answer is that if you look at Jewish history, and I'm talking about 3,000 years going all the way back to the Bible, you will find many of the principles of democracy in the Bible itself. This does not mean, of course, that anybody had elections like uh, like we have today, Right. but then again, the Athens have elections 2,500 years ago, and that's considered to be the fount of of modern democracy. But the principles are there, and it starts with uh, Abraham and the Covenant, uh, with the Almighty Um, And Mm -hmm. immediately after agreeing or signing the covenant, if you wish, uh, back in the parashat Lech Lecha, you find that uh, when it gets the storm of Amora, um Abraham has the chutzpah to start arguing with God about if they're 50, how can you kill the city? If they're 40, 30, it was almost like being in the shuk, right you know, getting God down. Right. And the question is, where did he get the chutzpah from? And the fact is, the covenant means that there are now two sides. God has to act morally, too. And if a human being feels that God is not acting morally, then at least, at the very least, he's, he, can, he should open his mouth and protest about it. So that, as we say in Hebrew, that's true with a, uh, a human flesh-and-blood leader, that if the, if the leader is not acting immorally, uh, uh, we should basically open our mouths. So that's one aspect of, of democracy. You can call it protest, mm-hmm. um, free speech. But then when we get to the issue that really concerns Israel today, uh, the question of separation of powers, we find that as well running through uh, the Bible. Uh, for example, it's not a coincidence that God makes Moses the executive leader, but then his brother Aaron is the religious leader, so that not all powers, both religious and you know political, would be in, in, in the hands of one, uh, one individual uh we find during the 200 years of uh, uh of the judges right after the the Israelites uh, come into the land of Canaan that everybody comes to power meritocratically there's no such thing uh, as as you know nepotism or children uh, of of the leader becoming the next leader which is another aspect of uh, of of democracy like We even have a a female who is who's the the, the the chief judge or the judge the leader of of Israel at that time uh, Devorah. uh and then of course you have probably the more difficult the issue of the kingship but But I would put to you or I put to your listeners that if you take a look at how the whole kingship thing started, you will find that God did not command kingship. It was the children of Israel who came to Samuel and said, we have a Balagan here, we have anarchy, it's almost civil war, we need a very strong leader, we need a king. Mm -hmm. And Samuel turns to God and God said, you know something, if they want a king, give them a king. Doesn't mean that God is commanding the king. Mm -hmm. I would even go so far as to suggest that they want a king. Well, let them learn what a king means, and immediately the Israelites learn. Saul, King Saul, was a mess. Mm -hmm. King David did all kinds of you know bad things. Solomon had his children who were fighting, and then the kingdom the kingdom split into two. So you find here that even the idea of kingship is not something that is commanded by the Bible, but it's something that I would almost go go to say is tolerated by the Bible. (laughs) And the last example I would give for now, uh, you can Mm -hmm. ask for the questions, I don't want to just continue this as a monologue. (laughs)
0: Oh, sure. I mean, the
1: classic example is the book of Maccabees, is the, is Hanukkah and the book of Maccabees. Now, there are two books of Maccabees, alright, so it would be re- very easy for Chazal, for the rabbis afterwards, to choose one of the book of Maccabees as part of the Bible. And they didn't. Hanukkah is the only holiday in the Jewish calendar year which doesn't have a book for it, alright. Esther has a book for it, and the others have books, uh, books for them as well. And why is that? And, that's, and that is because the Maccabees decided At root of separation of powers and checks and balances, and they put the priest, the priesthood, and the executive branch, the leadership, in one hand, and that was completely forbidden. That was completely prohibited. It was, it was, it was, it was a no. It was a no-go for the the rabbis after that. And in order to teach us a lesson. Yes, Hanukkah will be observed, but it will be observed for the, for the miracle of the lights in the Temple, and not because of the military victory of the Maccabees, who then went on and caused a political, shall we say, a disaster. So I think you find from many different directions, and that's only in the Biblical period. I could go on uh, the, with, with the Medieval period and even the earlier period, the Talmudic period, which, with examples like that. But you find throughout the Jewish heritage, throughout Jewish history, uh, the basic principles of democracy are there without the real modern structure of how you actually democratically elect uh, new leadership.
0: So I guess, Professor, to sum up uh, everything you've just outlined now, uh, there, there's, uh, there remains a strive for common ground to find a common uh, understanding
1: you talk are you talking about today or in the jewish uh, in the jewish heritage
0: well, but, but, well both today and the jewish heritage and given as you say when we look at uh, we uh, compare the the religion to current day well on the ground democracy from what you Yes, to... I
1: would say um, that the idea of the separation of powers is in order to have uh, different aspects of Jewish life in mm-hmm. different hands right. so that there was a balance. Um, okay. uh, one of the examples would be in the Babylonian period uh, of, uh, where the Talmud was being developed, you had the Rosh Gola, who was, was the, basically he was the, the executive leader, but you also had the Rosh Shiva, who was sort of the le- legislative judicial leader. Okay. And the two of them had you know, a were basically almost equal in their status, but each one ruled over a different aspect of Jewish life. And that was nice. another a, a case of separation of powers, if you wish, or a checks and balances, that, that neither of them could step into the purview, into the domain of, of the other one. Uh, and I think today that is what Israel is trying to sure. do. Uh, in the negotiations in, uh, President Herzog's, uh, presidential, uh, office. And that is to try to find some kind of rebalancing yes. of the, the, the powers of the judicial branch mm-hmm. and the legislative branch. Uh, with the right-wing government feeling that the, le- the judicial branch has gone a little too far. And those who oppose it, of course, Indeed, think professor. that it hasn't, it hasn't gone so far. So we're going to try to find some kind of middle ground.
0: Indeed. As, as I have uh, yeah, just mentioned to you, Professor, thank you for clarifying that. Professor, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us uh, just to uh, give us a background as to where Judaism and democracy stands and how it should coexist going forward.